0: If they opted not to perform background checks and they were hiring, say, somebody who was a CFO, would they be comfortable not knowing if that individual potentially had legal problems in regards to theft of large sums of money?
1: Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Thanks for coming back to another episode of While We Were Working. This is episode 26. And this week, we have some fun topics for small business HR that you should be paying attention to. We're going to be talking about our high, low, and Buffalo of the week, as always. And we're going to jump into the conversation of do degrees still matter? Also, we're going to tackle the tough topic of drug testing and background checks at work, and when do you need to do those for your company? As always, I'm joined with my host, co-host, Summer Keetron, the consulting practice manager here at Jumpstart HR. And Summer, let's go ahead and kick off with your High Low Buffalo. All
0: right. Well, let's get it started. High Low Buffalo is something we love to do here at Jumpstart. It is where we share a little bit of our week, something that was really great, which is our high, maybe something that didn't go so well, our low, and then our Buffalo, which is really anything random. We do this on our Slack channel. It's a really great way to get to know our team. And I have a couple of cool things to share with you, Joey, and our listeners. My high for the week was that my son, who's in high school, he finished a grueling week of AP tests successfully, and my dear daughter uh, actually got a new job. And for us, that's you know, quite an exciting week uh, to have both of those happening in such a short period of time. My low, uh, for those of you that follow the stock market, you know the past two weeks have been absolutely a wild ride. Um, so that's, that's been low on quite a few days. And then um, my Buffalo, which I think is really, really exciting, is that the good folks from Rivian out here in the San Diego Service Center um, came to pay me a visit, um, chat cars, all things Rivian, and actually got to do an amazing test drive. So um, that was, you know, in there with my high, but a Buffalo as well. And I know you've had some exciting stuff going on in your world, Joey. So maybe you can share with our listeners uh, yours as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know that uh, Rivian's been on your radar for a while. I know you're, you're excited about your, your delivery. Um, And I I saw their, their earnings report and everything They're They're confident for the road ahead. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. My high of the week is being able to take my family to uh, Disney in Florida for the very first time. And so, Uh, both of my little ones enjoyed themselves. Of course we were princess tracking and, uh, spent way more money than I thought we would. Uh, but you know, it's all in the pursuit of, of memories. And my wife was saying at first she was saying, well, you know, Joey, you only go to Disney once every four years, but the more we were there, she was like, I think we can do this every two years. So (laughs) I don't know. It was a great time though. Um, truly a magical place. My low of the week is uh, adjusting to traveling in this still kind of sketchy COVID environment, taking planes, being around people. Uh, it's kind of nerve-wracking, uh, but thankfully, we all took uh, COVID tests when we returned and um, we were safe for now, so uh, that was a low. Um, but my Buffalo is, because this is Mental Health Awareness Month, I wanted to drop a statistic. Did you know, Summer, uh, that 550 million workdays are lost every year because of stress in the US?
0: I did not. I had no idea that the number was so staggering. I mean, I, I did expect it to be quite high because you know when you compare the US, especially to a lot of other countries who I think are better at having work-life balance, it's no secret that we've been You're kind of on the lower end of that spectrum, but wow, that number is staggering.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's astronomically high. And I think there's something that we can all do as employers to make work a little less stressful for our team. And uh, that stat comes by way of the American Psychological Association. So pretty legit stat. You can trust it. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into, well, you know what? If you have a high, low Buffalo of the week, go ahead and let us know on our socials. We'd love to connect with you. If you're watching this live on our LinkedIn or YouTube, just go ahead and drop that into the comments. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Um, But now let's go ahead and jump into our uh, segment that we call, While We Were Working. And While We Were Working is a place where we cover news, updates, hot topics that you may have missed while you were working. Because we get it as uh, business leaders, you're nose down, you're focused on performing, helping your teams perform. But there's a big word out there and topics that you need to know about. Um, So this one is a pretty timely one. It comes from uh, NBC San Diego. Uh, written by Susan Caminiti uh, from CNBC. And the topic is no college degree, no problem. More companies are eliminating requirements to attract the workers they need. So summer, it's graduation time. You have kids in the workforce, entering the workforce. What's your take on this, on this article?
0: Well, it's definitely attention grabbing because, you know, I think there has been this shift, not only, you know, hiring during the pandemic, but I think a hiring shift that I have seen over the years, human resources and been involved in the hiring process for over 20 years. And it's really interesting to see how this has evolved, even just during that time. I think you know, when uh, you and I were college age, Joey, there was a different expectation in terms of if you wanted uh, a, you know, if you wanted a certain level of income, then the most common path was you needed to go to college. And it was, I remember reading the job descriptions, it was very specifically a requirement. It wasn't a preferred, it was a requirement. And You know, I think as the years have passed, I've seen more companies look at equivalent experience, which is, I think, super important. But now actually seeing that there's um, kind of that next level change where companies are making a firm distinction that um, no college, you know, not having a college degree uh, is going to prevent them uh, from some, you know, from obtaining some of these positions, it's a drastically different direction.
1: Yeah, totally, totally drastically different direction because nowadays I think about the fact that there are just so many new kinds of jobs and new industries that universities are just now introducing programs for. Uh, This week I was at a conference and Met a gentleman who's in blockchain and, and crypto, and he's just uh, his university was just implementing degrees or courses around that. Um, I think about kind of side sidebar. Uh, there are small university courses on influencing and influencer marketing and how to go viral on on social media, and these are kind of niche roles and niche industries, but. When you expand that a bit, maybe in the tech space, there are so many boot camps and certifications you can get nowadays. And uh I think that it's 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 more paying attention to the headline and the the big word is uh attracting the workers they need. And because we're in such this crunch for talent, uh the need is requiring us to expand our scope of what are the applicants that we can bring on board maybe uh, committing to developing them in-house, maybe committing to uh, hire them without the degree, but giving them a pathway to learn along the way. Uh, I think this is uh, indicative of just how tough the market is and employers are reevaluating what's truly essential and what's not in their uh, job description.
0: Absolutely. I wanted to share also a quote from this article that touches on some of the the key elements that that you explained. And the article said that, you know, companies have long used college degrees as a proxy for job competency and career readiness. And I think that's aligned with, you know, what I've shared, I've seen historically. And while it has continued to evolve, now we have this combination of um, the COVID-19 pandemic labor shortage and, you know, the article also goes on to say that the sheer magnitude of technologies reach into every aspect of life. It's forcing companies to rethink the prerequisites for successful hires and the kind of employees they really need to help them succeed. And so this article really focuses um, specifically on tech, but it does explain that, you know, other companies, they have been trying upskilling and reskilling. And quicker background checks, which, you know, we'll talk a little bit about a little further in this episode, but all of these things to help them address the labor challenges. And, you know, I think if they're able to build and develop those skills internally, then they can attract a a wider pool of candidates by not requiring that college degree requirement. And I think that's definitely going to give them an advantage to hiring when everybody is, you know, kind of jockeying for the same, the same candidates.
1: Yeah. And we are seeing this with some of our clients, uh, just to, to put it in perspective uh, at IBM, um, the article says that 50% of their U.S. job offering do not require a four-year degree. And that's a big change. But what we're seeing with, with, Folks in the small business space, maybe they're used to, uh, you know, what recruiting looked like and what hiring looked like when they were a hiring manager working at a company and the level of scrutiny that you could have and the uh, ability to almost, you know, catch and release with the expectation of, oh, a better fish will come along. You like how I threw that uh, the fishing reference in there. Um, but, but, but now it's almost like you have to, you have to bring somebody to the dance and teach them how to dance, uh, because you otherwise may not get the right candidate that you're looking for at the right price point with the right timing. Uh, and so, yeah, big businesses are doing it like IBM, small businesses have to adapt as well and start thinking more about the the training and development pathways that you will. Will have for someone as opposed to getting a ready-made candidate off the street.
0: Agreed. I'm really curious to see what this looks like five to ten years from now, because with as much change as I've seen in, you know, the last 20 years, but most specifically the last several years, I mean, there's been so much change that I don't think anybody could have predicted, expected, or um, or planned for. And, you know, now I kind of think about things a little bit differently, especially because I have kids who are, you know, who are either in college or going into college soon. And it makes me wonder, you know, like, what is the value of a college degree going to look like 10 years from now? Do I think that it will still have tremendous value? I do, but I think the reasons that individuals will be pursuing them um will have to be different
1: yeah some are, i I don't know i think um i I think there are so many variables into what work is gonna actually mean and who is working and even what's working uh with with AI and machine learning and bot that uh maybe there will be particular industries that are um education proof right like like get your degree to do these fields. But then there are others that are going to just be, you know, go to this trade school, learn how to manage the the robots that are doing the work and, you know, set yourself up for success. So it'll be interesting. I think there's a long, a long road ahead. Um, but for where we are right now, uh, employers, managers who are out there listening to this conversation, hire that person and coach them along the way. <laughs> so if you're looking for a sign, this is it. Hire and (laughs) train.
0: Yes. You know, and I would love to hear from anybody that's uh, that's listening to this to share with us their experience, whether, you know, they felt like their degree was necessary for their career. You know, would you guys do anything different if you were um, kind of facing that decision right now, you know, given this business climate? I'd be so curious to know. So maybe I'll put you on the spot and ask you, Joey, if you were um you know you had just finished high school and you were preparing for your career, would you still be considering a college degree at this point, or would you consider taking a different path?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. If you were to ask me that today i would i would I would get a good degree uh, I still get a degree. I'm a person who is uh, a lover of knowledge, but I also when I got my degree and as I was pursuing it. I knew how I wanted to apply it for the future. And so um, I would still get a degree today, but, you know, I would also have, you know, in high school invested in Bitcoin or something, <laughs> you know, uh, which is not doing so great right now, but it had a run. It had a really good run and I'm sure it will again. Um, but, but that's also another part of it, right? It's so many people that are, you know, whether it's through investing or whatever the case may be, Um, if the ultimate goal is financial stability, um, you know, a degree is not the only pathway to that. If, if the goal is to work in a way that's meaningful, a degree is not the only pathway to do that. So I would, I would still get a degree today. Um, I get my undergrad, I get my master's all the same and, um, yeah, I, I I still keep it.
0: Well, I appreciate you sharing. And What about you? Oh, for me? You can't ask the um, question
1: and then not, not get the, <laughs> this, this goes two ways. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I would. And I would say it's it's for many of the same reasons. And it was, you know, kind of what prompted my comment earlier about, I think, you know, five, 10 years from now, individuals will be, um, in my opinion, I think they're going to be making decisions as to, you know, to attend college or not. For many different reasons, I agree, there's still going to be several industries where I think it's going to be essential, but many where it was previously a requirement, I I think that's going to be changing. And a big part of that is that primarily due to technology, there are so many different ways for individuals to have multiple sources of income. Whereas before, like when I was getting, you know, when I was graduating from high school, it was... If you want to have a solid source of income, you need a good job that's typically provided by going to college and getting the education to compete for those jobs. I don't I don't think it's as much of a requirement, but for me, I think the lessons that you learn, um, some of the technical knowledge that you gain, some of the people that you meet, um, the different um, opinions and ideas that I think you gain from attending college, like just those experiences as a whole, I think are like beneficial no matter, no matter what. And so for me, I would still go for a lot of that knowledge and experience. But I think, um, I think it's, it is going to change here in the near future and, you know, I'll, I'll be really like, really curious to see where it goes.
1: Same, same. I'll be very, very curious. Uh, and that's our commercial for go to school, (laughs) go to school. It's still, it's still important. All right. We're going to switch. We're going to switch gears, but only, uh, ever so slightly, because this is also has to do with hiring. Um, we're going to switch into our segment called consultants corner. And if you have a question for us at consultants corner, go ahead and drop us a line at hello at jumpstart that jumpstart-hr.com. Again, that's hello at jumpstart-hr.com. Give us your questions, your thoughts, a topic you want us to cover on the show, and we'll do our best to, to get it on an upcoming episode. So, also in the vein of hiring and onboarding and recruiting, we have a, uh, a client that is trying to decide if drug testing and performing a background check. It's going to be a part of their hiring process, and so the question that they posed, I believe, Summer, this was was to you. Um, when might a company want to do these, and when not? So, I think that this is both a, a legal question and a company culture question. So, happy to give some examples of uh, some fun examples here. But, Summer, what are your what are your thoughts?
0: Yes. Well, this. Is definitely going to be a fun topic to dive into. Uh, For those of you that are regular listeners, you know that we work with small businesses all across the U.S. at various stages of their business growth. But it's not uncommon that we're working with these businesses in developing some of these uh, key processes that are likely going to stick with them as they grow. And uh, this is this is one that I'm in regular conversations with uh, business owners about as they're starting to hire, you know, starting to ask, you know, will you conduct drug testing? Will you conduct background checks? And it's interesting the different opinions that exist out there. Um, and certainly, my role is to you know help provide some of that information on the compliance front, and you know, kind of share the pros and cons. To help these companies make the decisions, but it's really interesting to me, Joey, that sometimes when there's already a couple individuals on the leadership team and they have differing opinions, just kind of sitting back and hearing like what they see are the pros and the cons. So, you know, wanted to chat just a little bit about you know kind of what some of those considerations are, and you know, just kind of get get our uh, listeners thinking about it if this is. You know, maybe a decision that's been on their horizon as well.
1: Yeah, so let me let me start this with a fun a fun one that uh, Maria on our team was actually a part of. We we had a client that was actually in the uh, alcohol space. Um, so they produce a component that ultimately goes into um, beverages and cocktails. And great great guy to work with, who was the the owner of the company. Um, Great and successful uh, business that they were running, and uh, his position was that he did not want to do drug tests uh, because he felt that um, it was counter it was counterintuitive to the culture that he wanted to create at his company, where um, it wasn't you know, hey let's do all the drugs, but it was like hey you know work gets tough we understand people you know smoke or whatever the case may be um and i think this was more so around marijuana which is a whole episode in and of itself um but what we did was we said okay hey all right you don't want to do the drug testing that's cool let's craft a policy around um uh, performance and uh, not letting anything impair your performance not let anything impair your safety and judgment. And so, that was a way that we created sort of a uh, a culture of freedom, but also a culture of boundaries around safety um, and judgment and performance and communication and interacting with colleagues and vendors and customers. Um, so, I think that worked. I know it worked for them. Um, and that's just one story. And I share that story to start. Just to say that, like, you know, there's more than one way to get to the goal that you have. And that was just a fun one that we got to do along the way.
0: Well, you definitely mentioned one of the key factors in, in the conversation that needs to be had when you are trying to determine if, you know, drug testing or, you know, background checks, like, I kind of lump them all in together because I think... Some of the same considerations apply. Now, of course, this is under the um, you know, kind of operating assumption that you're not in um, an industry or that this specific role is like legally required um, to have these types of tests performed. So, you know, I think some of the other considerations, you know, you mentioned company culture, um, you know, I mentioned the industry um, and the state, but I think companies really need to ask themselves, like, well, what is the purpose of doing it? And primarily it's risk mitigation, right? So companies perform these these tests and or background checks to try to determine if the individual that they are hiring has a higher risk uh, to the company. And, you know, some of the questions that I ask leaders when they're on the fence about this um, are questions like this. I asked them if they opted not to perform background checks and they were hiring, say, somebody who was a CFO and they were going to be responsible for all the financial matters in their business, would they be comfortable not knowing uh, if that individual potentially had um, legal problems in regards to um, theft of large sums of money? Or embezzlement, or items along those lines. Like, wouldn't you want to know before giving somebody that large responsibility to your organization?
1: Yeah, I've I've got a another fun story, not of a client, but summer. You know the deal where your friends know you're in HR, so they bring all of their their weird and crazy stories to you. Um, a, a friend of mine was was working in in a retail management in retail and mentioned how. The organization hired a store manager, but didn't do their due diligence. And then uh, these days, you could just take a name, Google it, see what comes up. And so some of the employees were restless about why is this person so erratic? Why does it not seem like they know what they're doing? So on and so forth. And so they did some Google searching and found that, you know, the store manager was previously a party in a lawsuit for bad business practices at another establishment. And so, uh, that got handled, you know, but but how risky and dangerous is that to have someone on your team and you have no idea uh, what their past is and how it might tie into um, your present? Um, I- I'll say that, but then I'll also caveat that to say too, that um, there are rules and laws in certain states about asking about, um, criminal history and then, uh, criminal history, you can only ask in some states once an offer has been presented. And so it's called, you know, um, ban the box, but, but you have to be mindful how and when you set up that, uh, that background check and you have to be mindful of how and when you set up that drug test.
0: Yes. And I feel like this topic could be several episodes in itself, but I wanted to ensure that, you know, if other companies are at this point where they're trying to make decisions as to whether they do or don't, that we at least give them a little bit to think about in terms of whether they may want to or may not want to. What I'm seeing is that on the drug testing side, I do see companies that don't have it as a requirement starting to loosen up a little bit on it if they feel like um, they have um, a lower like risk in terms of the type of workers that they're hiring and in the industry that they're working in. Where you know drug testing can actually be beneficial is if um, you work in an industry where individuals have a higher probability of, say, getting injured and it turning into a worker's comp claim. I mean, certainly having the ability to do post-accident testing or reasonable suspicion testing is beneficial uh, to an employer. Uh, But, you know, we talk about those background checks um, and the same applies for drug testing. There are so many various state laws, so many different requirements. Um, so many different notices and steps that vary state to state that if you are not totally, totally solid on ensuring that your company's following these processes to a T, um, there is a lot of risk just there in itself. So uh, I recommend that if you're a small business and you're working through these items, that you ensure that you have a professional uh, Jumpstart is one of the services that we provide on quite a regular basis, but you know, it's not something that, you know, you just want to go out to a website kind of copy and paste your policy and expect that it's going to meet all of your needs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and thanks for that, that summary summer. Uh, I'm going to drop a little teaser and in the show, uh, but could one other aspect that we, we haven't talked about, that uh jumpstart is more than able to help you through is what if you have someone who is taking drugs while working from home all right on the next episode uh, (laughs) of while we were working we will cover some other fun stuff but if you want help in that area you got to reach out to us because we've run out of time for the show Summer, as always, thank you for uh, being here and uh, lending your expertise and uh, your perspective. It's always a fun conversation. This has been episode 26 of While We Were Working. Can't wait to see you all soon on the next episode next week. So see you later.
0: Thanks, everyone.
1: If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends and coworkers. And as always, you can find more info and additional resources at whilewewereworking.com.